welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, they have been providing you exceptional customer service and American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford, the best Ford dealer around in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That is how you can start winning money today. Whether you're a degenerate and betting on preseason football or not, you can do that with the promo code A to Z Sports. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agency of the Tennessee Titans and A to Z Sports Primetime. Gary Ashton will get you your dream address without the stress and help you sell for more with the intel that the Ashton team can provide to you at GaryAshton.com. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business for a reason, Brymac.com. Okay, so let's get into this conversation about a rookie that is already at a critical juncture in his career. It sound, fit sounded awful today, says Puka. Yes, the, the rookie that we're talking about tonight is Des Fitzpatrick. Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth-round pick out of Louisville in this year's draft class. Des Fitzpatrick, who has struggled mightily and saw precious little action in the preseason game. Today, he came out of the box in the first round of individual drills, and he really, really struggled. The first round of 11-on-11, or excuse me, not 11-on-11, the, uh, the, the routes on air that they run with the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and tight ends. So they came out, they they had this segment of practice today, and he so they each each receiver goes through it twice. Des Fitzpatrick went through it twice, didn't catch a ball, and then was asked to go through this a third time today. And then on the third time, with the general manager watching him very, very closely, he let the ball hit him in the hands. Now, what I saw Jim Wyatt's practice observations as well. I did not, I, I'll be honest with you, when I tweeted that out, I moved on and I went to other positions. I didn't stay watching the wide receivers. Jim Wyatt said that he bounced back in the later periods and caught at least three passes throughout the course of the rest of the day, but still, uh, it's a problem. I mean, what's, what's happening with Des Fitzpatrick right now is a problem. Growing pains, you know, may, may be understating how what they are making of his progress so far. So I want to start with this your two rivers Ford take, and then we'll get into some observations from the game. I have a lot of stuff that I brought back from Atlanta to share with you to get into. And we talked to a couple of the stars. In fact, tomorrow on my, uh, tomorrow on my, well, tomorrow and on Tuesday on my radio show, you'll hear interviews with Chester Rogers and David Long, two guys who absolutely showed out in the preseason game as well. Those will be available to you later in the week, but first and foremost, I need your two rivers for take. The question that I want to ask you is on a scale of one to 10, how concerned are you about Des Fitzpatrick? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. We will discuss at length together. How concerned are you with Des Fitzpatrick and the progress or lack thereof that he seems to be making? I'll share with you some observations. We'll talk about his performance in the preseason game, and you'll hear from Mike Vrabel on the matter here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has all kinds of incredible Ford vehicles, 
both pre, uh, pre-owned and new available for you in their lot or on their lot in Mount Julia, like the 2022 Ford Maverick. Now, the 2022 Ford Maverick is not yet available in uh, or at Two Rivers Ford yet. You can only get your hands on the Maverick by pre-ordering it now. But it is an incredible vehicle. It's a truck for people who aren't necessarily big pickup truck people. It's compact. It's fuel efficient. It is cost effective. It's under $20,000. And it comes with all the bells and whistles that Ford vehicles do. Two Rivers Ford is your home for the 2022 Ford Maverick, as it is for the electric Mustang Mach-E, the new F-150, the all-new 2021 Ford Bronco. Two Rivers Ford has such incredible vehicles and such incredible values for you. And more importantly than anything, their non-commissioned sales staff will put zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Scale of 1 to 10. How concerned are you with Des Fitzpatrick, the progress that he's made or lack thereof? Corey D. Jackson says, Buck shots, I'm back. Well, it's lovely to have you back, Corey. I, uh, I'll be honest. When you, when you guys leave and go away, there's there's some of you that I do notice. Corey, I didn't know that you were gone, but I'm happy to have you back anyway. So I'm glad that you announced your presence. We always uh, we always welcome Aubrey Calvin. <laughs> Aubrey, Aubrey Calvin is asking me about the wings. So, um, you know... I, so I, I went to it. I went to the preseason game in Atlanta, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, 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 Des Fitzpatrick momentarily. So I went to the preseason game in Atlanta, and Atlanta is on Eastern Time. We finished prime time on Thursday night, right? We wrapped up uh, from my hotel room. We had a fun show, and then I wanted food. I hadn't eaten yet. I drove right after radio. I got in my car. I drove from Nashville to Atlanta. I got set up in my hotel room. I had my pre-show meeting with producer Reed. And we sat down and we did the primetime show. But it's 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern when the show goes on in Atlanta. So by like 1030, there, there's nothing open. And Atlanta started to shut down stuff a lot earlier. A lot of places are closing at 10 p.m. In Atlanta, they're starting to buckle down in terms of COVID protocols again. And, and Atlanta's, Atlanta's been in a bad way with, uh, with a lot of crime lately, which I hate to see because I love that city so much. But... You know, for a lot of reasons, Atlanta has been uh, on the uh, on the quieter side. Well, maybe not the quieter side, but on the uh, on the more there's less options to eat at night in Atlanta. So what did I do? I opened up my Uber Eats app. I'm like, okay, what can I get to the hotel? Because I don't really want to go venture out at like 10:30, 11 o'clock at night. I got to work in the morning. I got to do radio, whatever. So I I open my Uber Eats app, and the first the first restaurant that I see. It just says Magic City Kitchen. And I say, well, this couldn't possibly be the famed strip club, Magic City. This could not possibly be the wings that Magic City, the strip club, is famous for. Sure enough, the Lou Williams meal, 10 barbecue with lemon pepper seasoning wings and a full baked potato on the side. I I Uber Eats wings from a strip club to my hotel, and I swear to God, they were the best wings I've ever had in my life. At the Lou Williams meal, if you're in Atlanta, whether you're a strip club person or not, you don't even got to go to the strip club if you're not somebody who wants to dabble in those kind of establishments. I did not have to go to the strip club. I simply got them Uber Eats to my hotel in the middle of the night while I was watching preseason football. It was incredible. Ah, the Lou Williams meal. Cannot recommend it enough. Scale of one to ten. How concerned are you with Des Fitzpatrick, Patrick's progress or lack thereof 
right now. Uh, Brandon says, cool running into you at the game, man. It was very nice to see a bunch of people out there. Good to uh, good to see you as well, Brandon. Anytime you guys see me at these games, I'm always happy to to, to catch up and chat. Saw a bunch of, bunch of people who listen to the radio show and watch the primetime show and the podcast and all that, so I'm always happy to catch up with you guys when we can. Uh, don't talk about how big Jeff is higher on Tana, higher than Tannehill on that damn. I'm not. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the top 100 list. I refuse. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. Um, scale of one to ten. How concerned are you? John Vargas on Facebook is a six. Clowny Super Bowl a six. Jeffrey Benson a two. He's not that bent out of shape. Still would like to see a big tight end type, but we're not talking about tight ends. We're talking about wide receivers. Jacoby is about ready to hit the nuclear option. He's sitting here at an eight with his concern level about Des Fitzpatrick, rookie wide receiver, an eight for Aaron George, a six for Chris Flowers. Um, Mike Vrabel, so Mike Mike kind of, I, I wouldn't say he backtracked today, but he kind of clarified some of his comments. And he was clearly, uh, he was clearly looking, you know, looking for more out of his rookie fourth round pick. They've got a deep wide receiving core. It's easy to get left behind right now, which is something that I have I did not think I would say about the Tennessee Titans when I started covering them five years ago. The wide receivers are night and day from when I first arrived in Nashville. But they are in a great place right now. And if you're on the outside looking in, it's a problem. Certainly if you're the fourth round pick, because you cannot make the case. I would not sit here and make the case for Des Fitzpatrick over Chester Rogers, over Marcus Johnson. I wouldn't make the case for him over Mason Kinsey. Um, Cam Batson probably loses out somewhere in there. Nick Westbrook-Akina, I'm good without, uh, to be honest with you. And Racy McMath, if he's the special teams god that they keep telling us about, then he has to stay on the roster, right? So Des Fitzpatrick, you're looking at the numbers, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen here. But it's not trending great right now, and that's kind of what Mike Frabel spoke to on Saturday when we caught up with him after the game. What does Dez maybe need to show you in practice to warrant maybe more snaps, earlier snaps in the game? A lot. Can you expand on that? Maybe a bit? He needs to show us a lot more in practice. So, so Mike was not, you know, was not effusive in his praise. It was not a conversation about consistency. None of those things. He kept it very short, very sweet. Maybe not so sweet, but a lot more is what he needed to see out of Des Fitzpatrick in practice heading into this week of work. And again, they'll be in Tampa Bay. I'll be in Tampa Bay, by the way. We'll do the primetime show in Tampa Bay um, Tuesday through Thursday this week. And I'll be doing the radio show from Bucks practice. It's going to be a great time. Um, but they need to see a lot more out of Des Fitzpatrick. And so how does he start off practice today? by dropping three straight passes in a row in the same drill while the general manager watches. It's not great. It's not great right now. And he's being asked to do a lot, and there's there's reasonable explanations for why a rookie would struggle coming in and understanding that he's not necessarily going to be forced into action because of how their depth looks right now. You're, you're looking at this, and you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, on the whole, he doesn't have to be ready this year. But it can't be what it is right now, which is completely and totally unsatisfactory, especially with the way that your coach challenges you in a press conference. Nothing crazy. Just say we need to see a lot more out of him at practice. And late in that game, in the preseason game, it's worth noting that they ran the ball a lot, so not a lot of opportunities to catch passes. But still, he needs to be earning these opportunities when they are throwing the ball. He can't be in the game that late if he's going to legitimately find ways to contribute for this team. 
That's not the place where a fourth-round pick plays. That's the place where the undrafted dudes go in. That's the place where the seventh-round picks play. Like, this can't be Des Fitzpatrick. He doesn't have to be A.J. Brown, but he can't be, be what he is right now, which just – he doesn't seem to be getting it, and that's unfortunate. Um, very concerned, says Dom on Twitter. Corey D. Jackson is sounding the alarms. He's a 10 out of 10 on the scale of 1 to 10, how concerned he is. Lamonta Morton says, we better keep Chester. Man, so I uh, because, because of the way that my travel set up this week, and because tomorrow's practice, by the way, the open practice uh, fans, you get to come to the practice tomorrow. Open practice, free for the public. Uh, there's more information at the Titans website. I hope to see a bunch of you out there tomorrow night from 5 to 7. I'll be in the pro shop doing radio with 3HL on 104.5 The Zone beforehand. I hope to see all of you out there live and in person. Uh, you know, we'll come out, come out, we'll hang out. We'll, uh, I can't drink a beer with you because uh, I'll be working and then I'll do prime time from the stadium right after. But I will say to you that it is, uh, that it is a good, it is a good thing to be able to have an open practice, understanding that you guys haven't been able to go to any of these just yet. El Bogey 808 says nine. Vrabel's ready to cut him. I, I don't, who man. See, Kaharski and I had a conversation about this watching practice today. And Paul maintains that if they cut him, nobody's going to pick him up for, for the body work that he's putting out there right now. I think that somebody would. And I think that eventually you're going to need this dude because you can't just punt on a fourth round pick right out of the gate like this, especially at a position like that where uh, Julio is older, whether he gets a contract extension here or not. You know, you can't bank on that. Josh Reynolds, I don't know what's going on with him. He played on Saturday, but again, I think he's working through a lot of stuff. There's so much that goes into that goes into this situation right now where you're talking about you if you're John Robinson, you can fix a lot through free agency. John has done a good job fixing holes on this roster through free agency, but it can't be that can't be the primary way that the roster is constructed, right? You have to organically build through the draft. And Des Fitzpatrick is a part of that. Now, he he got a lot of criticism, John did, for waiting until day three to pick a wide receiver in what is the deepest wide receiver draft by all accounts that we've had in quite some time, right? So ultimately, there the optics of, of, of losing Des Fitzpatrick or cutting Des Fitzpatrick in his rookie year as a fourth rounder that would reflect so poorly on the general manager. Now, could it be the right decision? It's possible, but we have to, I mean, if you're the, if you're the Titans, you have to let this thing play out much longer than, you know, just the first week of the preseason. It's not, it's not a great situation right now here on A to Z sports primetime for the DraftKings Sportsbook studios. Trilogy Taylor says two, one counting on him. And I think, listen, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair, right? Like you're you're not counting on him to play meaningful snaps this year. But you should you should I will say to you Taylor uh, or trilogy whichever you which, whichever you prefer, I would say to you that it can't be like you cannot be counting on him and him still need to look better than he does right now at practice. I I wish you guys were there to see things with us day to day and and to kind of, you know, observe these same kind of things. But right now, the situation for Des Fitzpatrick is he doesn't, he doesn't look like, one, he doesn't necessarily look like there's a bunch of urgency to him. Like, we're not allowed to, I'm not allowed to tell you the interactions that coaches and players or like John and the players have between another that is on our, we have a list of rules about reporting, and that is not something that that uh, that meets the qualifications 
uh, that we're allowed to tell you about. But I will tell you that he has had some coaching, okay? He has come off the field after a drill that they have found unsatisfactory, and he has had some coaching, all right? And how he responded to the coaching or how he responded to the uh, the criticism after the fact by basically being called out on the field was to kind of, you know, uh, smile and, and laugh it off a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, okay, sure, I hear you. And then again, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to tell you these interactions, but basically that was not the smiling and the, and the, and the shucking it off a little bit was not received well. Okay. At, nor should it be the sense of urgency at this level. He's a draft pick. He, but he should not, he should not have this opinion. I don't, I don't know. I've only, I've only talked to Des Fitzpatrick one time via zoom. And then another time at these like, uh, media corral sessions that we have due to COVID protocol. It's nice to have them in person, but it's still, you know, not necessarily the full experience. But Des Fitzpatrick needs to display a level of urgency that to this point he has not. The excuse cannot be, well, I'm being asked to learn all three positions for a wide receiver in this offense. Tough shit. Plenty of people are. Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Tajay Sharp before them. These guys have survived in the league because they display that versatility. If Des Fitzpatrick is to get opportunity and there will be opportunity at some point, you know, an injury is 100% a part of the equation in the NFL. At some point, Julio is going to miss some time or AJ is going to miss some time or Reynolds or Marcus Johnson or Chester Rogers or any of these guys. And if Des Fitzpatrick is on the active roster, it will be incumbent upon him to step up. We'll read more of your comments here in just a second. First, I want to tell you though, about DraftKings Sportsbook. Continue to weigh in. How concerned are you on a scale of one to 10 about Des Fitzpatrick in his rookie training camp? I asked, I, you'll you'll hear this interview tomorrow on the radio, but uh, Chester Rogers gave me some really, really good stuff on Des. And I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy that conversation when you hear it tomorrow in the noon hour. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, you heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. Promo code A to Z Sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and want help, Call or text the Tennessee headline 1-800-889-9789. Oh, man. Scale of 1 to 10. How concerned are you about Des Fitzpatrick? Cohen uh, Matney on Facebook Live says 7.5. Michael Webb is a 6. Dom Odell says a 7. Seems his confidence is shot. I, You know, I can't speak to that, Dom. I can't. Um, because we have not had extended conversations. We have not had extended conversations with him to that effect. But... But it does not bode well when you open practice after your head coach comes on the podium after your first preseason game where you don't play a lot and say, yeah, we got to see a lot more from this dude. In fact, I'll run that. It's a brief. It's a short clip, but I'll run it back one more time. Mike Vrabel was not effusive with praise uh, on Saturday or what? Yeah, on Saturday 
after the team returned from Atlanta. What does Dez maybe need to show you in practice to warrant maybe more snaps, earlier snaps in the game? A lot. Expand on that. He needs to show us a lot more in practice. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. Mike Vrabel at the podium yesterday. Uh, Brian McNeil says it is. It's he says five point five on a scale of one to ten. He says it's still early, and it is. It is very, very early. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but th- again, I I'm not I'm not overstating things. When we put together the title of the show tonight, this is a critical point in Des Fitzpatrick's career. This is a critical juncture for a rookie who does not necessarily have the pressure on him, but does to an extent. There's no pressure to contribute right away, but the pressure is already on him from a from a from an optic standpoint. Your head coach is watching you. Your general manager is hovering over the wide receivers all day today, all day today. John Robinson spending time with that group, watching that group, observing that group. And then you start things off. Now, how he rebounded, it's good to to finish with three, uh, at least three catches. He had one. I mean, that was basically a jog through 11 on 11 today. He did did catch a touchdown pass in jog through 11 on 11 with the twos and the threes. But like they are watching him very, very closely. It's still early, but it's not that early, Brian. Consider that we've been through months of the offseason. Consider that we've been through, you know, now at least a month of training camp at this point. It is early, but it's not that early. They're starting to get a sense of what this guy can do, or more importantly, what he can't do. And that it's being brought up already is a problem, no matter how early on you believe it in this process to be Juicebox six seven eight says Mason Mason Kinsey should get Fitzpatrick's roster spot. He led him in receiving on Friday night. Little Mason Kinsey. So I think that's if you're you know if you're looking at the roster, it's Mason Kinsey over Cam Batson right now. If they keep a true slot receiver like a pure slot receiver, that's probably Kinsey. Um, he's got some potential. He's he may end up practice squad again just because the numbers. I mean he's in the he's in the wrong camp to be having to be performing as well as he is, right? Because the numbers are just stacked against him with all these other dudes. So if he gets cut, I would imagine that he's a strong practice squad candidate. It's just something right now that if you're looking, if you're looking at how to do the math, it's difficult to find it's difficult when it gets down to those like four, five, and six receivers outside of the guys who are well, really, not even past the, the five, the five and the six right now, if you even keep six is a conversation that becomes complicated. Jordan Estrada is a two. He is not concerned. Keelan says, did you see uh, Did you see Kanye at the stadium? Yeah, I saw a video that was tweeted out of some dude like way high in the rafters at Mercedes-Benz like while the game was going on and people were asking me if that was Kanye. I cannot confirm that for myself, but it would be. <laughs> if, if he was, he needs to get back to work and work on that album. David Long looked decent, says Danny. Yeah, you're going to hear an interview with myself and David Long on Tuesday on the radio show. I may, I, I'm trying to decide whether I want to use one for the podcast and use one for the radio show or how I want to work that exactly. Because I cut, I, I recorded two interviews with Chester Rogers and David Long today, um, but how how to distribute them, I have not fully decided yet. Uh, it was a bad pick, though. I'm more frustrated than concerned, says Skidley Bob. Yeah, I mean, listen. John Robinson is not without flaws, and this is this is a this is as much a criticism of John as it is of Des Fitzpatrick. 
John and his staff. John is not a single a singular entity, but he is the face of the front office, right? So you can be frustrated. Now, not at, I mean, general managers across the league, there are few people who can construct a winning football team the way that John has. So you have to take that on the front end and understand that this is as imperfect a science as we have in sports. The uh, the art or lack thereof of the draft across basketball, baseball, the NFL, all of it is a bit of a crapshoot. But at a critical point, at a critical position, you cannot you cannot gamble by waiting until day three when there's so many other dudes that you could have taken and then have this guy not pan out. He needs to be able to contribute. He needs to be able to take a step forward. There is time, but that time is moving pretty quickly. Uh, Josh says, how is the how is the ATL treating you, Buck? Uh, Atlanta is one of my favorite cities. I love it. That's why I hate I hate so much what's happening to it right now. I hope that I hope that Atlanta kind of gets back on the gets back on the right track because I know it's kind of uh, it's in a bad spot right now. But I always 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 love my visits to Atlanta. Um, you went to Magic City. Boogie, no, I got wings for Magic City. <laughs> Teron is in the comments. <laughs> TD, buddy, if you, you you drove down on Friday, if I remember correctly, TD. I, I don't know if I don't listen. I do. We do not disclose what goes down on road trips here. But if Teron, if Teron would have liked to sample the wings, perhaps we would have had to make an in-person uh, in-person appearance. My girlfriend is somebody who used to freak. Not let me phrase. Let me let me phrase this correctly. My girlfriend lived in Atlanta for a long time. Magic City Mondays for like happy hour, absolutely a thing in Atlanta. Strip clubs, strip clubs are commonplace. So if I would have said, "Hey, hon, I'm going. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm going to the strip club tonight." Only to get some wings, though, with my good friend Teron Davenport. This is, of course, a hypothetical. Teron would never enter such establishments. If he did, it would be because I'm pulling him, kicking and screaming. Uh, but yes, Lemon Pepper Lou, the meal was on point, without question. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm a little behind on the comments. I didn't see TD in here for our buddy Teron Davenport, Teron Davenport from ESPN until just now. Uh, that that facial expression alone, I'd be hella worried, says El Boogie 808. Yeah, he's talking about Brabel as does Tribe Called Quest. Donald Red says that was indifference mixed with frustration. There's a lot of it, right? Because, I mean, Vrabel's, Vrabel, doesn't have, Vrabel doesn't have time for shit right now, right? Like 90, 90 dudes on the roster, you only got a certain amount of time and you can't spend, you can't spend a, a lot of sleepless nights on all of them, right? Draft pick or not. So he had, I mean, that's, that's as clear a message, even if Mike didn't intend to send him a message, that's a damn clear message. Look at your head coach when he's talking about you. If that's the response, you better get your stuff right. Here on A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Uh, Rashad, okay, a lot of people are talking about the, the preseason game, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the preseason game. In the comments on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, which Titans player stood out the most in preseason game number one? Let me know. On Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, we will discuss together in the comments section on the primetime show. Uh, you guys let me know who stood out the most to you. I know a lot of people are going to say Rashad Weaver. There was a couple dudes who made big impact plays on Friday night. Let me know who caught your eye in the comments section. And while you do that, I will tell you about our friends at uh, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, GaryAshton.com is where you go to win the buyer battle. When you're talking about the buyer battle, you're talking about 
every real estate agency other than the Ashton team is using the same information and trying to show you the same properties. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage goes above and beyond to make sure that your experience is uncommon, but that is the best possible experience humanly possible as you search for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans and A to Z Sports Primetime. I can speak to it myself. Gary is the best in the business. His team will make sure that you are comfortable as you go through the home buying process. And if you're in the market to sell your home for more, sell for more with the Gary Ashton team. Which rookie or which player rather stood out to you in the preseason game on uh, on Friday night? Weaver definitely stood out, says Josh. Um, they don't have uh, they don't have any depth there. Most of the guys are just end of the roster guys of all, says Kenneth Davison. I'm not sure which position he's talking about. Perhaps wide receiver. If he is, I would argue against that. Chris Frazier says Weaver is an effing beast. Rashad Weaver was a beast on Friday, says Chris Barba. Uh, Rashad Weaver had a great game Friday night, says Aubrey Calvin. It is indeed. Johnny Jameson says, I think it's time to talk Weaver. Okay, let's talk about Rashad Weaver. Because, listen, he's playing against twos and threes. He's not out there. The Atlanta offensive line was very, very bad, as was the Titans, by the way. The Titans offensive line looked like shit without the starters out there. They, if, if any of those dudes go down and Aaron Brewer can't get off the PUP because he was a good player for them last year, uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers because this this offensive line is currently constructed. Saw some good snaps from Dylan Raidens, who played a lot of mostly right tackle in the preseason game. So that is a if if you're if you're looking as if you're looking at Fitzpatrick as a negative, that's the positive certainly that you can take from Dylan Raidens as the second round pick. But yeah, Johnny, you're right. It is time to talk about Rashad Weaver. Who stood out to you the most from this preseason game? I'll get to some Weaver stuff here in just a second, and in fact, you'll hear from him momentarily. Jesse James says he was highly impressed by David Long Jr.'s post-game. Uh, good to be a Titans fan. Yes, you'll enjoy the interview that I cut with him today. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to air it on Tuesday on the radio show, so make sure you're listening to that. He was great after practice today. You'll really enjoy it. Uh, what percentage chance you give Dez to turn in the next I, – no, I, this is not an Isaiah Wilson situation. This is much, much different. I, I don't know what Des Fitzpatrick has going on in his life, but it's not it's not Isaiah Wilson level. Who impressed you in the game? Ken Kanev says Dylan looked like a train wreck. Not I I, I disagree. There, there was early pressure that he let he was playing guard when I saw him give up a sack. Um, he he gave up a pressure. He got beat up front. He didn't get blown off the ball. But like when they put him in tackle, I thought he was fine. Like I went back and I went I went back and watched his preseason game twice. Okay, like I, uh, I if if he would have been bad. If he would have been like object, objectively, is that the word? Objectively, objectively bad. Um, I would have, I would have made notes on that. But he started out shaky, and then once things got on, and again, playing against twos and threes, right? This is not starting caliber NFL talent. Really, threes and fours in the first preseason game, ultimately, because he did play a lot. But I'll tell you that. Uh, that on the whole, train wreck, train wreck is not an accurate, accurate description, Ken. I thought that he looked better than I expected him to, certainly coming off the way that he's been kind of, you know, getting punked in practice by dudes like Ola Adenyi. Uh Mason Kinsey says M. Wakefield, 80, 82, he stood out. Uh, Jesse uh, Weaver and Sargent says Alan Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Uh, so it's it's Mechie. It's Mechie Sargent, the running back. And he, he is somebody who Mike Vrabel praised. Somebody who he said, you know, he takes the coaching. 
we had his first day out there. We had to pull him off the field because he literally exhausted himself. And we had to have a conversation with him like, hey, man, we really we really appreciate you going hard. But you don't have to go that hard to the point where you're like straight up off the field because you uh, you wore yourself out. So he's clearly willing. He's clearly trying to make this roster. The running back numbers are pretty interesting, too, because Darrington Evans, um, again, did not practice today questionable with a knee injury. He had been fine throughout the course of camp, but like I talked, I talked pregame about this on the radio, you know, he can, he can be a contributor. He can be a contributor, but he has to stay on the field. And then again, he left questionable, did not return. He was questionable return with a knee injury during the game and did not practice today. Um, Jesse says hard to get a spot on the roster though. I don't know. Uh, It depends on, uh, it depends on, you know, how they view Jeremy McNichols, who I think should be absolutely a lock to make this roster. I don't think that Brian Hill is anything special as the three. So if uh, if Sargent can push him there, then I think that would be the best spot. And if Evans can't get on the field, right, you're not going to roll with more than three running backs because you're going to keep a fullback in this offense. D. Evans has noodle legs, says J. Rome Hurd. Uh, it's he's just I, it's it's unfair. Sometimes you just get unlucky. Look at Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson has dealt with soft tissue injuries. Throughout the course of his career, and now he's healthy and he's balling out for the Tennessee Titans. Now, a, a lot of people asking me, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were asking me during the game on Friday why Marcus Johnson didn't make any plays, and the obvious answer is that Ryan Tannehill wasn't throwing him the ball. Like Ryan Tannehill is the person that he's been getting all this work with. Ryan Tannehill is the person he has a relationship with, and then you go to Logan Woodside, and he doesn't look, uh, he doesn't look Marcus Johnson's way because. Logan hasn't been working with Marcus Johnson in time. It's been Tannehill. So I think things change when the uh, when QB1 is out there as opposed to Logan Woodside, who played admirably, by the way, especially for the way that they were, in Mike Rabel's own words, they were blitzing the shit out of him on Friday night, which is not typical in a preseason game. Uh, Keelan says, sorry to be off topic. What's the site to buy our tickets at discount? I think y'all advertised it last year. Uh, as far as I know, we do not have uh, we do not have a – situation we do not have a uh, an existing deal with such a uh, with a ticket entity at this point Keelan so unfortunately um we do not uh we, we do not offer that anymore I think that uh I I don't know what the I, I don't know the logistics of that I'm not involved in those in those meetings um but I do think that you know ticket ticket companies especially the local one that we were working with if you don't have any inventory to sell during COVID your business model takes just a just a baseball bat to your kneecaps, right? So I think uh, I think they had to pull off after uh, during the COVID situation. Um, can Woodside throw more than ten yards? Says Puka. Who cares, Puka? I don't need him to throw long, longer than ten yards. Jacob Eason can throw it further than ten yards. Anybody who watches the Colts preseason game knows he looked awful, awful today. I don't need more than ten yard routes. You can paper cut him to death. You can get him through a game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's not that deep. Uh, availability is the best ability, says Brad Lifford. Wonder how many times we have heard that. Not enough, apparently. Um, Weaver, Rogers, and linebacker two, David Long, says Adam Holt. Uh, Bolt underscore Holt is where you can follow him. He's one of our great bloggers for A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Linebacker two is not David Long. Linebacker two is Rashawn Evans, as much as you would like it to be. Uh, David Long. David, I, there was some promise out there. And again, you're going to really enjoy the interview that I uh, that I recorded with him after practice today that will air on the radio show on Tuesday. The person who stood out to me the most, though, and I know this is the obvious answer, but my God, Rashad Weaver looked good out there. I mean, honestly, after the game, I was kind of confused because in my college games, I was nervous before college games, but I was, like, super relaxed out there. Like, 
I was just like, there's nothing to lose. Go out here, have fun, play, and, and show what you got, honestly. Why do you think, why do you think that was? Um, again, you know, I think, I think just um, kind of getting the green light from Braves and my coach to just go hard, go play, and we'll fix the stuff on film. I mean, when someone tells you that, when they just want to see you play hard and effort and you can just go out there and run around full speed, you make good things happen, and it's easier to uh, fix, the, fix the stuff later. That's Rashad Weaver speaking with the media today after practice. I was doing my interviews with David Long and Chester Rogers while he was speaking, so good on producer Reed for getting that clip. But he was he was a monster out there, and you could tell that he was comfortable. You could tell that he was playing loose. He wasn't overthinking things, right? Because that had been the the biggest criticism of him from his coach. Not criticism, but kind of teaching point is like he's overthinking a lot right now. He's trying too hard to be perfect. And we just need him to understand the concepts. He needs to strive for that kind of, uh, that kind of, you know, that he needs to strive to reach that level. But like, you're ne- you're almost never going to have the perfect play, right? You're never going to, in the case of Dylan Raiden's, never going to have the perfect first. You're not always going to have the perfect first step. So you need to be able to adjust and still play violent and physical through that maybe not perfect step, but make up for it on the back end with aggressiveness, with effort, with violence. In the case of Rashad Weaver, and he was out there ragdolling a bunch of dudes, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, these are not dudes. That, a lot of those dudes aren't going to make the roster for the Falcons. That's okay. Rashad Weaver played. It was the opponent and the uh, the the people that Rashad Weaver was put up against, and he made it look, I won't say easy, but he was certainly active out there in a way that caught everybody's attention. Rashad Weaver was the story of the game on Friday night, to be completely honest with you. He was absolutely exceptional. In his uh, in his extended preseason work, I think he played the second most snaps on defense um, of any of the and of any of the guys who played in that preseason game. So really, really impressive to see from the Titans' fourth round. Is, is he a fourth round pick? Yeah, he's a fourth round pick. Fourth round pick out of Pitt because it went Weaver and then Fitzpatrick. So big difference between your fourth round picks right now. Uh, who stood out the most to you in the? Uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the game. So Alstein nine on Twitter says. He ragdolls women allegedly too, but hey, great game. I mean, what do you, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, like, listen, I I find the behavior, the alleged behavior, disgusting, of course, but that can't factor into the analysis of his play on the field. There are and and one, you you should not. I mean, if you are somebody who's looking at football to be your morality, you're doing this all wrong. There are plenty of dudes who are bad people and good football players. I don't know that Rashad Weaver is one of those people. I know what he's accused of. I know that just like everybody else who goes through one of these things, there is a uh, there is a court of law to decide these things, and it is much it is a much higher power than you on Twitter or me asking questions in a press conference or any of these things. Again, it is despicable behavior that he is accused of, but allegedly, you know. Like I had a bad moment and I talked about this. I talked about this on the radio show. I jumped the gun in the way that I kind of reacted to the fact that he, he didn't know comment us when we asked him about our first opportunity to talk to him about the, the allegations. And he said, you know, I'd really like to just focus on football right now. Cause it does, of course, legally, it doesn't, it doesn't do him any good at all to talk about this outside of the confines of the legal system. Um, but like ultimately, ultimately, um, you know, what, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do with a comment like that? You know, like, sure. I don't, I don't 
advocate for people who say awful things to women and allegedly shove them down. I'm not out here advocating that. To disown that kind of behavior when we asked him about it, and instead he chose the path of, hey, you know, I'm just out here to talk about football right now. That situation will play itself out. And so that's basically, it's like Deshaun Watson, right? Like, how am I going to talk about Deshaun Watson and not talk about him within a football context? It's a completely ridiculous thing by you to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can you can make comments like that. They're easy. Frankly, I think they're lazy. So, uh, you know, nobody nobody's condoning that kind of behavior here, right? But you have to understand that these things are not on an equal playing field. What happens in the criminal justice system and what happens on the football field are, I mean, yes, they are connected, but like, what what am I going to do with that in preseason game one when this court date isn't until October and there's probably not going to be any new information until then? I'm going to talk about the football side of things until such time as the criminal story advances itself. The allegations, that is. Uh, he doesn't seem worried about it, so we shouldn't. Well, I don't know if that's true, like Dom. I'd, I'd still be worried about it. I mean, I'm, I am looking at that situation, you know, it's always in the back of my mind anytime we talk to Rashad Weaver. But I, I, I can't do anything about it. There's nothing to advance the story right now. You know, but here's what I will say, because Chris Frazier just made a disgusting comment. And that's not something I'm going to condone either. Because when you say that the women lied to get money, Chris, that is among the, in fact, you know, frankly, I would, I would, I would, I would rather, I would rather you see yourself out tonight, Chris, because that is a disgusting comment. There is no excuse for you to make something like that. You have no idea the situation. You have no idea the woman. You have no idea Rashad Weep. You don't know Rashad Weep. You don't know the woman who is accusing him of these things. The idea that you would immediately jump to the woman lied to get money is disgusting. It's despicable. And frankly, I don't think, I don't think you should comment in the show anymore. In fact, they, Take take a break this week, Chris, because I I don't I don't want I don't want anything like that in my I mean it's our show it's our show but that it I mean uh, get the hell out of here with that that really pisses me off don't bring don't bring stupid shit into the comments section like that because I'm I can't I can't keep you from coming back but I can tell you that you're not welcome here if that's the way that you're going to talk about these things um, I mean people literally committed murder and still played cough Ravens cough. <laughs> There's the joke. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ben. We needed a laugh. I needed some levity. Because I got people out here talking out of their ass both sides. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving. Here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Because it's 9 o'clock and I'm... <laughs> guys are starting. Somebody real buck back in, man. I got it. The Ravens comment got me. I'm I, I got a laugh and now we can keep it moving. All right. Uh, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week. Let me hear it. Uh on A to Z Sports Prime Time in the comment section, Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Have you ever seen a fight? Let me know. Have you ever seen a fight at a sporting event? Give me your answer in the comments. Have you been a fan of the stands at a sporting event? Have you been uh have you been somebody? Who have you been somebody who has been a part of a fight at a sporting event? Have you what is your experience with a sporting event and fights? Let me know in the comment section on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Sons and four says Alston. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sons and four, man. That it didn't it didn't work out for him at the end. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Have you ever seen or been a part of a fight? 
at a sporting event? Let me know in the comment section and we'll talk about it right after I tell you about the people who, listen, I had Brymac Mechanical. So this is a this is a great endorsement for Brymac because it's real and it happened. I mean, all of my endorsements are real because these are all, I love all the companies that we work with because I use all of them and all of the services are necessary uh, for me to get through day-to-day life. Brymac Mechanical, HVAC, right? Satisfaction guaranteed on your HVAC. That's, that's what they market, but they live it. Guys, I was getting ready to leave for Atlanta. I woke up Friday morning. I knew that I was going to have to leave right after the radio show, so I didn't have time for anything to, to go wrong. And immediately, I've got two air conditioning units at my house, one for the downstairs, one for the upstairs. The upstairs one went out on Friday morning, and I it was like, you know, it was like 930. I'm having a, I'm having to go to the radio. I called Brymac Mechanical. I said I didn't I didn't call Chris Hamby, who runs the joint. I just called like like anybody else would. I called the service line. I said, hey guys, you know, I have this situation. I'm not going to be home. I will set this up for you to make it as easy as possible for you to make sure that this gets right. But I can't leave my house with one air conditioning unit working and the other one not, especially when heat rises and the the downstairs one is just going to keep running. Is there any way that somebody could come out of the house? I'm telling you within an hour, they had come back. They had diagnosed the problem. They called me. They waited until a commercial break on the radio show to call me and say, hey, this is what went wrong, X, Y, and Z. This is what it cost. You know, I just wanted to make sure, just wanted to get your approval before we went ahead with the process and replaced necessary parts. They did it in and out in an hour. My HV, my air conditioning unit was up and running by the time that, uh, by the time I hit my second commercial break, man, Brymac Mechanical, I don't just endorse them because they spend money and make this show free for you. I endorse them because they're real people who deliver on their promise of satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Many thanks to Brymac Mechanical, just on on principle, but many thanks for them being able to come through in the clutch, and they will do the same for you because it doesn't matter who you are. They're going to make sure that they got you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Nothing worse than having your your air conditioning crap out when you're literally getting to walk out of the house for a road trip. It's just no thank you. Um, Man, you said... You said you ain't even welcome, Chris Frazier. They had bouncers in this MF where they uncle filled you. Yeah. Uh you uh that's listen, I I'm not I'm not any bouncer, but Chris, like, <laughs> take a break because you ain't you're you're not you're not gonna I'm I'm not having you I'm not having you participate in the show like that anymore. You gotta be better than that. That's a disgusting thing that you said. Um saw a fight of the Titans and and press. Is it Titans and Preds game Puka? So she's seen some action at both of the local ones. Shout out to Austin and Zach. I uh, I've been here since the beginning. Buck fired. Well, I'm not fired yet, but I uh, listen. They yeah, Austin and Zach didn't they didn't they didn't just not fire me. They gave me a contract extension. How about that? I mean, this was a while ago, but still, so tough shit. If you want me fired, because they just keep they just keep signing me to deals. That's and I and I keep getting I keep getting more Jesse. So this is this is nowhere that there's nowhere uh, you can't get rid of me. They keep, they keep bringing me back for more. They keep getting me to do more stuff. So, no, I'm not fired. In fact, extended. <laughs> Justice. Uh, no, but I've seen fights at a Leonard Skinner concert, says Billy Jones. Uh, <laughs> I was the mouse. The Oh, Cordy Jackson says he was the mouse of the palace. Second level. Nuff said, man, there's a killer. I can, I'm, in fact, I'm going to watch that tonight. The mouse in the palace documentary on Netflix. I hear it's fantastic. And I'm a Pacers fan, right? Or at least I grew up a Pacers fan. I ba- I root basically for the Grizzlies now because I uh, I love John Moran and I live in Tennessee and I want I want so desperately for people to love the NBA. 
in Tennessee the way that I love the NBA. So I'm all about it. By the way, Grizz, huge trade today. Rajon Rondo is now a, a now a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, which is so odd to me, but still great, 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 great. Uh, Mouse of the Palace, second level. That's wild. Uh, I want. I I've always wondered how much, you know, how good it felt for Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest to legitimately hit fans because I know some of these guys would like to every once in a while for the way that people feel comfortable popping off in the uh, popping off in the uh, in the stands from a distance at the professional athletes. Tribe Call Quest says Corey's a part of history. Shout out to him. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, ultimately, though, ultimately, though, I will say. Uh, I will say that the the fight that I saw this weekend is a great one because it happened at this Rams preseason game. And it made me think, you know, I wonder if any of these shenanigans are going to go down when the Titans travel to L.A. for Sunday night football against these same Rams and their fans. Stop, stop. He's already dead. That video courtesy of Rake A Teener on Rake A Teener on Twitter. This is a free site. It I mean that things went south for that dude really quick. There's so many great things to break down from that video. One, the dude that was initially holding the so like the Aaron fat Aaron Donald is what I'm gonna call him. The uh the solo guy who ended up getting his ass kicked by like five other dudes. So fat Aaron Donald has a dude holding him back at the beginning of that. And who just immediately vanishes. His friend was gone so fast from that altercation, from holding him back to out the joint, out the club, as soon as the fist started flying. Secondarily, there's the woman who starts the fight who's not even involved. She's just standing behind everybody arguing. She throws a Coke at him, eggs him on, throws a Coke at Fat Aaron Donald, and Fat Aaron Donald starts swinging at the five dudes in front of him, then immediately gets beat to holy hell. There's another great angle of this. People are looking at this like the Zapruder film, right? They're taking it screen, screenshot by screenshot. There's a dude with a phone in the background eating cotton candy whilst fil filming with his phone. It is among, I mean, <laughs> you hate to see it because that's got to be a that's got to be a terrible feeling. That dude got his got his stuff rocked, right? That is a bad deal. And, and of course, we do not advocate for violence, but God almighty. Uh, nature is healing because sports fans fighting in the fans, infighting even. Those are Rams. That's Rams fan on Rams fan crime. Tough scene there in Los Angeles, but good God almighty. Do those things make me laugh every time I see him, provided that he's okay. Hopefully, hopefully he came out of that one clean. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. That was uh, That was something else. Uh, there are, there are, <laughs> they are January 6th his ass is Lamaza. Oof. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm gonna stay away from that joke. I got, 
I did a show on January 6th. I got in trouble because I got I, I watched everything that happened on January 6th, and I came into the show pissed off and fired up. So I will avoid the January 6th jokes, Lamonta. Uh, COVID hits and people forget how to access Danny. No, they, people have been doing that before COVID. It's just it's natural that they're doing it after COVID, too, because sports fans back in the stands mean that people are just going to get shit housed and beat up on each other. We don't waste beers as Corey T. Jackson. That's right. Uh, God, someone has to get him away from happy hours, says Ben Coulter. That's right. Like six on one in that video, says Real Nick Wright. It's true. It's bad, but I can't stop watching. They literally beat his ass, says Skiddly Bop on YouTube, man. That's uh, that's something. All right. Uh, Johnny Jameson says, Buck, think fighting will be worse. People tucked in for a year, forgot how to act. I mean, there's a lot of that for sure. There's a lot of that for sure with people popping off and, you know, cooped up. Haven't been around people, don't know how to act, out getting drunk at games again, stuff like that. Like I, uh, I, so I've only been to, I've been to, I've been to two NFL games in my life before I, before I started working in sports. So I went to a, I went to a Colts Ravens game when I lived in, when I went to college at Indiana, we drove up. Uh, I took my, my grandma and my mom to a game cause they'd never been, my grandma loves sports and my mom didn't my mom doesn't give a shit about sports like she we didn't watch sports growing up we you know I didn't play sports until like my until high school because my mom thought it was stupid for me to be doing it really you know she she saw some value in it from like a discipline standpoint but outside of that she's like this is what you're just run you're just running into people head first for for 60 minutes uh, every Friday night this is among the dumbest things that you could possibly do so like my mom doesn't care about sports but my grandma loves it, so I was like, "Hey, let's take her. Let's take her to a Colts game for her, uh, for her, <clears throat> for her birthday, or something like that." So we bought the tickets. They drove up from Evansville. They uh, they picked me up in Bloomington. We went up to Indy and we watched the Colts play the Ravens. And I that was like that was the second game I had been to as like a as just like a sports fan, right? But I I said to myself after that game, I don't ever want to come to one of these things like and sit in the stands again. People are loud. People are drunk. They're you know, this is not an environment I want my grandmother in because they're cursing and they're yelling at other people and they're getting in fights like two rows down from her. It was it was really, really not a pleasant experience. Like that's, you know, I don't I don't care that way. Right. Like I'm not a Colts fan. I'm not a Ravens fan. I don't care what's going on. I'm there because my grandma wants to be there and because she would have fun. But like after after that, I think that was my my sophomore year in college. I'm like, this, this is stupid like this. I don't know why people would pay money to do this when it's so much better. On TV now, the press box much different. Like I love going to games in the press box because I know that I'm gonna have food. I had the oh the self serve Car- Carvel ice cream machine in the press box at Atlanta, manna from heaven. I thought it would be I thought it would be t- tossed aside or left in the closet uh, because of COVID, but they brought it out. Bless them, bless the Falcons press box. It is it is a sacred ground. This I mean it's a beautiful stadium in there too, and they had the self serve ice cream. I only had one only had one ice cream in the press box. I saw Jim Wyatt have at least two donuts. I think he thought about going for a third, uh, but we all we all maintained our discipline. Um, but yeah, just the the fights, the fights in the uh, the fights in at games, man. I uh, I just I just it just does not it does not appeal to me. It does not appeal to me at all. TV is safe, says Dad's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's just less hassle. Like I I and here's what I'll say. I love fans at the games when I'm working. But like I would not, I would not go to a sporting event as a fan. Like there's not, I mean, I would go to an IU game because I'm a, I'm an IU basketball fan. But other than that, like it's just, 
you know, it's not for me. Um, all right. Very good. That's the show tonight. We really enjoyed your participation as always. It was a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground. We went late, almost a full hour tonight, which is uh, not typically the case on Sundays. But anyway, I, I appreciate your participation as always. Thank you for doing so. Uh, sports people who support this show, that's DraftKings Sportsbook, Gary Ashton Remax, Two Rivers Ford, and Brymac Mechanical. Brymac, so, again, so many, so many thanks to Brymac for making my life so much easier on Friday. Uh, they are incredible. They make the show free for you. Sunday to Thursday night, we are going to have great content. I hope to see all of you out at the – I'm going to do primetime from the stadium tomorrow night uh, because we'll be there from 5 to 7. We'll do press, press stuff on the field afterwards, and then I'll just walk up into the press box. And uh, and I'll do primetime there. So you'll you'll we'll do the we'll do the primetime show from Nissan Stadium, where I hope to see many of you for their open practice from five to seven. And if you're coming to the game before, I think the gates open at four thirty. I'll be in the pro shop doing radio uh, beforehand. So come by and say hi. Always like that. Saw so a lot of you guys in Atlanta. Always enjoy seeing and, and hanging out with you guys. Anytime you come up and uh, come up and say hi. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I uh, I will enjoy the rest of what remains of my weekend. I got a whole bunch of stuff for radio tomorrow. You're going to enjoy the holy hell out of it from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And then I will be in the stadium to see all, uh, all with you. And I'll be back on the field at Nissan Stadium. It's been, so, it's been over a calendar year since I've been physically on the field at Nissan Stadium. And I am hype. To, you know, it's like you, gotta, you get your juices flowing too, even as a media member when you walk out of the tunnel at an NFL stadium. I'm looking forward to doing that tomorrow. In the meantime, know that the content is going to flow because the week has just started, even though I worked all weekend and I'm not tired yet.